Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. guys thinking now that the new Roni is back in our lives it's rebooted and we have crappy lake are you enjoying the new Roni are you enjoying the new crappy lake neither are you loving both well we figured this was a great time to revisit this chat with one of Sonia's former interns that's right sat down with one of Sonia Morgan's former interns she tells it all we love Megan we even went out for drinks with Megan this originally aired September of 2020 my we've come far since then so has Roni. Man, things have changed so much in the past three years. Listen to this interview because this was kind of the beginning of the end of our relationship with Sonia. Sonia is not pleased. And we'll get into that in another episode. This is kind of where it all started. And we thought we were being so overly as nice as possible. But this is one of Sonia's interns. She has no agenda. She tells it all. And we just figure with Crappy Lake on, new Roni, it's time to sit down and reminisce about old times and hear what really goes on behind the scenes at that townhouse of Miss Sonia Morgan. Enjoy. Welcome back to part two of our sit down with the one, the only Megan Hubert, Sonia Morgan's former intern. And if you haven't heard part one, it aired last Sunday. Check it out. Megan is just, she has no ax to grind. She is just explaining what this coveted position entailed. There was some good. There was a lot of not good. I'm sorry, Sonia. We don't, we speak the truth here behind the velvet rope with Crappy Lake on our TVs with Roni back in our lives. You guys loving Crappy Lake. Are you loving Roni? Are you loving both? Are you loving one more than the other? We forget it was time to share this chat about what really goes on behind the walls of that infamous townhouse with Miss Sonia Morgan. So listen to part one last Sunday. Now listen to this. We get into it. We continue it. Our chat with Miss Megan Hubert, Sonia Morgan's former intern. Did Sonia say anything like during that season at home, like about Luann? You know what I mean? Just because she wasn't happy with her. Was she like when she would vent to you? I mean, that's what it sounds like she would vent to you about the show in general. Yeah, I, 
I think her, her venting was really less about um, any of the women, except for Heather, um, and more about the editors, because she really felt like she got a shitty edit. And she was really upset that it, it, it really portrayed her that season as like a complete mess and a complete alcoholic, you know, and that I, this was the season when Dorinda was like talking to her about John John Kennedy and, and, you know, like she just looked like she was in another world that season. And whether it was factual or not, Sonia felt very strongly that it wasn't her. And she felt like uh, she, it was kind of similar to how Sheena is upset in Pump Rules that no one's telling the story about her podcast, right? Like, or when she was in Vegas at that show and all the only way she's portrayed is like, oh, I'm boy crazy. And that's how Sonia felt about her own life. She was like, I have more going on. And she also doesn't show anything with her daughter, which really humanizes her, I would say. And she has a great relationship with her, but she made the choice to com completely keep that out, which I think would have helped her case. But yeah, I think she was mainly just really pissed off at the editors that season. And she was pissed off the editors because of what? Of the drunk, quote unquote, drunk edit or the like loopy edit that she name yeah. drops. Yeah. That makes sense. And other than Heather, she didn't really vent about any in particular cast members. No, I, I think she was a little sad that she didn't have as close of a relationship with Ramona at that point. This is where like, you know, her and Ramona were like thick as thieves in the beginning. And Ramona just kind of was like, oh, as we've seen in the past few seasons, like, you know, she has birthday parties and doesn't invite Sonia, even though Sonia's birthday is right around the same time. Um, and I think that um, that started getting to Sonia back then, but she had such an admi admiration for Ramona still, because it was earlier on in the season for Sonia, at least. So she didn't have as much beef now. And I mean, were these knocks at the door at night regular? Like, did you get a lot of nightly knocks at the door at like 11 p.m.? Um, maybe a few times, but it was more so if we were running errands, like we would get dinner all the time. And here's a fun fact, which is, makes Sonia very smart. She has, if you search in her uh, contacts, you write comp. She has all the restaurants that will comp her to eat there. So she eats for free. Um, in the same regard, she has a list of designers that give her free, you know, clothing. So she's a hustler and she's smart and she knows what she's doing. Um, so, you know, we would go to Le Cirque and they would say, okay, you know, dinner's on us, but you better be filming with us again next season. And she's like, yeah, sure. So she made some smart deals. Like she, she really hustled. I'll say that. And how, what, how does the comps work? That was in the binder or there's a list it's in her phone. So you literally just search in context comp and like a ton of things come up and she'll call them and be like, Hey, it's Sonya Morgan. I'm coming. Is that okay? And they're like, sure. And then when you went out for these comp dinners at, for example, the Cirque, did she leave a tip? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Just, you know, this is, it's could go either no, way. No, it's a, it's a just, solid question. It's a solid question. You know, there's no shade. I just, this is, these are, listen, I'm just here to deal with facts. I have no, no know, emotion. Um, and you always ate at the Compte restaurant, so that's nice. Yeah, I ate well. I'll say that. Le Cirque on a comp is pretty nice. And same thing with the designers. She would just go and say, I want to wear this. I need something new. I'll bring it back mm -hmm. tomorrow and then send you over to pick it up. 
yeah, I, I did it all the time. Um, this is pre-Giovanni, um, which would have been funny if I was there for that. But yeah, I did that, you know, every couple of weeks. Um, and, you know, she, she made a deal where she had to post on Instagram, you know, and I would help her with that about, you know, all of the designer stuff she would wear, if she had any special events. Um, so we would do that as well. And none of the women, like you didn't meet any other, I mean, we've already established that, you know, it was mostly her gays and her interns and her facialists that were the friends you never met at the house, like any of the other women coming over, popping in. I met Dorinda. I served her, um, I, I served her tea um, one day. And again, this was, I think, Dorinda's first season when I was there. So it was like her and Sonia getting to know each other. It was like, and so it was interesting. Um, yeah. Did you ever go to watch what happens with her during that time while it was airing? No, I was pissed about this because she brought other interns with her because I had stuff to do at the house, which I was very annoyed. And so this is an interesting anecdote because I wrote her an email. I drafted an email for her maybe two months into being there. That was like, I went to this amazing school I think I'm better than the responsibilities that I currently have. I'd love to be involved in more of the social stuff, which I was involved in some of the social, um, you know, strategy, but not at core as core as the other interns. Or I'd love to go with you to watch it happen live, or you know, help you with some more of high level things in terms of you know representing celebrity. And I never sent it because I got nervous. Um, but like, it, it it got to a point where it gets tiring picking up dog poop and, you know, taking out trash and I'm not a dog person. Um, and my favorite story from all of this, which my friends were like, if you don't tell the story, I'll tell you, um, is that her dogs, um, she had two at the time. Um, I took them to the groomer one day and their, her dog Rouge got off of the leash when I left and was running in the street. And I'm not going to do this as shrill as I did in person because I'll hurt your ears and all of the listeners. But I've never cared about dogs ever, sadly. But in this moment, I thought my life was going to end. And I just felt this like burning passion to save them. And I was screaming at the top of my lungs, like, get those dogs! Get those dogs! At all these people. And someone scooped her, like, scooped Rouge up in the middle of, like, you know, like, middle of the Upper East Side. And I, like, felt a like I, my life almost lost before my eyes. Cause I thought like, that was it. Like I'm going to get sued. Like my life is over. Like I'm going to be like torn apart on her social media. Like she's going to be spreading this dog's ashes everywhere because of me. So that was a tough moment. You would have been killed. I'll admit it as important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate. I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order 
or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. I need to tell you guys about my latest obsession and it's called Quince. I just got a cashmere v-neck sweater in like this gorgeous blue and matching cashmere joggers for $150. Cashmere. This outfit looks like it's over a thousand. But that's the thing about Quince. They offer elevated basics. It's kind of like quiet luxury without paying luxury prices. They have men's, women's, home goods, babies, kids. For women, they have items like 100% European linen for under $50. They have silk skirts. Italian leather bags, and 14 karat gold jewelry that starts at just $30. They provide items that look so expensive, like my gorgeous blue cashmere sweatsuit at very affordable prices. Their prices are actually 50 to 80% less than similar brands. It's a really brilliant idea. They cut out the middleman and partner with top factories to pass the savings on to you. They also have home goods. I love their sheets. They have wall art. It really is a one-stop shop. Upgrade your closet this summer with Quince. Right now, go to quince.com slash velvet rope to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order that's q u i n c e dot com slash velvet rope for free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash velvet rope honey love you guys know how much i love honey love who would have known i'd become an expert in women's shapewear you know i sent it to sarah fraser and kim d now i'm going to send some to rachel you could tell it's kind of like if you want to be a regular correspondent on the behind the velvet row podcast I'm kind of going to make it mandatory that you have to wear honey love shapewear but don't take my word for it you guys have been slipping into my dms and telling me all about your purchases you guys seem to love the superpower short the superpower short has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between the areas you want to support and those you feel need less compression. They have a signature X and it targets and sculpts your body without squeezing your natural curves. Also, which is unheard of in women's shapewear, you don't have to worry about it rolling down. There's flexible boning that's hidden in the inside seams to keep it up. There's also a booty lifter. They also have bras, tanks, leggings, everything you need for everyday support. Listen, the struggle is real, ladies. I hear ya, and I am here to help you guys. So listen, treat yourself to the best shape around the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash velvet. Make sure to use that link or you're going to have to pay full price. To get 20% off, go to honeylove.com slash velvet rope. I would have been absolutely demolished. But then because of that experience, it bonded me with the dogs um, in a really weird way. And she went to Europe for maybe two or three weeks to visit her friend. And the dogs started sleeping in, in my room because like I was taking care of them every day. Like they definitely like had a relationship with me that was special. And she came home and the dogs left her room and were pawing at my door. And she, it was the most she's ever yelled at me. She was like, you are not their mother. How dare you? Why are you letting them sleep in your room? Like going on and on and on. And I was like, I don't even like dogs. They're just barking and pawing at my door and I can't sleep. So that was a funny moment. And she really yelled at you. Like she was really upset. Yeah. She was like probably near tears. About the dogs. Yeah. Did you feel like ever taken advantage of, you know, like in the sense that it was clear, like, were you treated like a fan, you know, kind of like you're a fan and therefore you'll do anything for me because you're such a fan, even though I'm paying you $200. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I think the arrangement was never clear. Like, like we said, like it was kind of like I showed up and I just jumped into it and, and my responsibilities were never clear until I got there. So I'm not like someone who's just going to quit, you know, and leave someone, you know, out to dry. So I was in it for the long haul. I, I stuck it out until I got a job to leave where I felt comfortable. And, um, but yeah, I felt taken advantage of because I wasn't expecting to work seven days a week. You know, I, I wasn't expecting to be an around the clock assistant essentially and running a household and taking care of dogs and her daughter all at once. So that part was difficult for me to swallow my pride and to, to do my job because I just felt like it was below me. But at the same time, I signed up for it. I said, yes, like I had to stick it out. How many out, like around how many hours a week did you work for this $200 when you were living there? I, I, at least like 80, if I, not a hundred, like, I mean, it was like seven days a week. So it, and it was, you know, from the moment my eyes opened until the moment I went to sleep, really, every day. And you never saw your friends or, like, said, let's have a drink, like, you couldn't plan. I had a few Saturdays that I had asked her if I could have off, to, and I'd come back early Sunday morning, um, but she couldn't live without me. So after those few weeks, she was like, no, like, you need to be here all the time. And then how... I mean, there's a, you know, you said there was five other people. So I guess why? I mean, I guess why is it, is it just the power of the celebrity? Like, why is, why can you leave and Sonia can replace you? And there's just this roving door of interns. Is it because she's Sonia Morgan from Real Housewives so, of New York? I remember, because I got to hang out with like her gay community often. I'm also a lesbian. So like I fit right in. And I really like bonded with all of them. They were over, you know, like four nights a week, just like drinking and on her, you know, like uh, outdoor patio, we'd have a blast and I would hang out with them. Like we loved it. But I remember one night she went to bed and I was staying up with all the guys and they looked at me and they were like, you are one of like the longest live-in interns that's lasted. Like normally people are like in and out of there after a week because it's hard. I mean, it's, it's stressful. It's, there's a lot of pressure she is literally the most like organized meticulous person ever like if I forgot one thing on a list of a hundred she would remember the one thing I didn't do and she would hound me about it like every single day until I did it and like I had a lot to do every day so it was like crazy um but I will say like people her her surrounding friends were shocked that I was surviving as long as I did What's like the strangest thing that she asked you to do or like one of the two things? I mean, you had stuff in the toaster oven, you were at 11 p.m., let's go to dinner. Like what's this, one of the, some of the strangest things? Um, she had a photo shoot for a magazine um, and we shot it in her tub. And I, she, she was cracking me up because she was like, normally Tyler would do this and I feel weird asking um, like another woman, but can you like lotion my whole naked body? Like, and I was like, Sure. Like, I just thought that was something that like people can do themselves. Like, I didn't, I don't even know like the allure of someone lotioning you other than like if you're getting a massage. And so that was like on the weirder side of things, I would definitely say. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, also, wasn't, was Tyler gay? Yeah. So like, I don't know how in a way that is any less strange-ish. Right. 
like she rationalized it very well being like oh yeah normally the boys do this but like but it's not it's a weird for you and I'm like I think it's just all weird but again like you know you got to do what you got to do so I just did it what else anything that sticks um, out I'm trying to look. I wrote some things down. I mean, I know off the record you told me the pickle story. So I guess we won't, you don't want to share that on air. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the harder moments I had where like I was at my breaking point was um, the only thing she let me do was Monday nights. I played on a volleyball league with my sister in Hoboken. So I'd be gone, you know, I think if I would play like eight or 9 PM. I'd be gone for a few hours and I sprained my ankle one time like the worst sprain you could ever see my my ankle was like the size of Jupiter and I came back I went to I went to City MD that night I came back at like 2 a.m after being you know at City MD I had um a brace on and crutches and I I told her first thing in the morning when I woke her up because I had to jump off like jump up like four flights of stairs every day like with my broken foot basically to cater to her and she looked at me and was like, listen, I don't care if your foot is sprained. I feel bad for you, but I don't care. And shit needs to get done. You're going to do what you need to do. And she, that the first day where my foot was like, literally like I could barely mobilize. She had me on the subway. Like she'd never taken me on the subway until that day. Like she, she just wanted to like give me a hard time that I spent any time not dedicated to her and that's the only reason I sprained my ankle so she was like oh girl I'm putting you to work and I do not care I was carrying her like like a thousand pound Birkin bag you know jumping down the subway with like crutches and like her backpack and she just was like no this is the day I'm gonna put you to work for like 15 hours and you're gonna suffer so that was like one of my moments where I was like "Ooh, this stuff did you ever feel, because I mean, every time I've seen her at Watch What Happens, it's been with the gays. Like, did you ever feel like the gay interns got preferential treatment? Um, I'm trying to think if I ever came out to her, even though there's a big difference between like, you know, if you're a gay boy, you know, loving Sonia Morgan and a lesbian. Um, but yes, I think her, because every other intern was uh, a gay guy and she let them do the fun stuff um which is what made me sad but they had different arrangements with her like they were people that were at NYU and were like literally seeking internships so she would take them to like fashion week you know and I was more like hey I need a full-time something to occupy my time so I think she threw me into that category again because she needed someone dedicated around the clock um oh okay now I remember one other weird story yeah. so I was there when she was having a tough time financially um, and she was getting a lot of pressure to sell her um, estate because she would make a lot of money for it. So at the time it was on the market and anytime um, anyone would come to see the place, she would tell me to like open all the windows so you could hear construction, like make it really messy and like dirty and like, if there was ants, she was like, don't clean them. Like, we want people to hate this place because she was so obsessed with the brownstone. So like every time someone came over, like I had to like let the dogs run around and bark and like open all the windows. So like the construction was really nauseatingly loud. And, you know, but she was, it was a strategic move. Like she was like, I want to show people that I'm willing to sell my house, but I'm not ready to let it go. 
And at the time, you know, I was, I was on her side. I did what she asked me to do. Cause she was getting pressure from the courts or whoever. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's yeah. a good strategy. That, that makes it sense. Is. Yeah. What, so what eventually, like, how did you eventually leave this job? Like, when were you interested in leaving and when did you actually leave? I was probably interested in leaving like every day <laughs> like that I was there. Um, but I knew, you know, I had always looked at it as I started in the summer and I was like, you know, I'm going to see how a few months goes and then I'm going to apply to jobs and see if anything bites. Um, and I got, um, I had such a weird trajectory post-grad in terms of what I did before I found my current job that I've been at for over four years. Um, I got a job with Columbia University and Rutgers to do um, research for Hurricane Sandy victims. Like what an, int- like that's a really odd jump. But totally was, unrelated. Yeah, but it was still close to like, I loved research in college and the sociology, you know, psych field. So it still was somewhat close to my heart and I'm from Jersey. So Hurricane Sandy made sense, I suppose. But I got that job and I didn't know to take it or not. Because First of all, it was paid like a normal job. So that part was nice. It was reputable. Um, and, you know, my friends were starting to get real jobs post-grad. I was feeling like kind of left in the dust. And I'm someone like Lisa Renna. Like if there's an opportunity in front of me, I will do it. Now that I'm in LA part-time, everyone's telling me I should try hiking Runyon Canyon. I'm such not an outdoor hiking person. I'm more of a gym person, but you know, I figured I'd give it a try. So I finally set aside the morning before I started work and it was a little bit cloudy in the sky, but today was the day that I was going to hike Runyon Canyon. And then halfway in the middle, it started raining and then it started pouring. But guess what? I made it to the top of Runyon Canyon. And in part, I have to say that's because I was wearing Vessi shoes. And why did Vessi shoes help me get to the top in a torrential downpour? Because they're 100% waterproof. How many times are you out and running around or doing something active and it starts to pour and then you get home and your shoes are soaking wet? Imagine your favorite sneaker styles now 100% waterproof. They have high tops, slip-ons, and your classic sneaker all waterproof. They're comfortable and they're so stylish. Do you think I would wear something that wasn't stylish? Come on. And now I could say I've hiked Runyon Canyon. Thank you, Vessi. Head to Vessi.com slash velvet and get yourself a pair today. That's Vessi.com and get shoes for your best summer yet. Like, I don't really care if it's right or wrong. or if it's right or wrong. Like, it's just, it's the right mentality to have, you know, you stumble along the way, but you grow and you learn. So I got that job and it was kind of poorly timed because she was in Europe for like three weeks. So at the time I was just like living in her brownstone, like living the life, like running errands. I think Quincy was either with her or um, on her way to boarding school. So I was like chilling, like enjoying my life. Um... And I finally um, sent her an email while she was um, in Europe and I explained the scenario and how I, you know, it was really hard for me to say no because it was like, you know, a real paying job that I would be proud to work for. And she was the sweetest in response. The one thing I'll say is she loves to see, you know, her team of interns fly um and she loves to see like she's proud of them because they're part of her family whenever they're there whether it's three months or you know years like Tyler and it's she doesn't hold you accountable for it and she doesn't make you feel guilty 
um, for being self-interested. And I thought I was expecting the worst based on how hard it was, you know, working for her and how demanding it was and how much she really needed to have, you know, someone around 24 seven. So she was remarkably encouraging and supportive and which made me feel much better about the way I was leaving and the timing of it, like not even saying to her face. Um, and then that's all she wrote. What about, you know, we've all seen on the show, Miss Morgan sometimes likes to go with some boys. You know, she likes her gentlemen, which is fine. We're not shading. We're not slut shaming here. I mean, I like boys too. Um, like, was it, like, did you go out for the, besides these dinners for like the drinking nights? Were you part of like, come and pick me up at this person's house? Did you wake up and there were strangers in the house? Talk to us about that whole experience. Um, I'll be delicate, but she, she would text me like, you don't need to come in my room this morning. Cause normally I'd wake her up, you know, and bring her her schedule, her coffee, her oatmeal, tell her her bath has started. So I would, I could probably count on one hand how many times it was, hey, my room's off limits this morning because there's visitors here um, or a visitor here. Um, but it wasn't as frequent because I also was there the majority of when her daughter lived there. So, it, you know, it had to be circumstances where, you know, she was a really good mother and she took it very seriously. And when her daughter was around, it was full focus on her daughter. Like I was nowhere in sight. I was running my errands on my own. Like their relationship was very cherished to her. So I think that kept her at bay while I was there, but there were, you know, a, a few, you know, three or four situations where she was, you know, getting some. And there wasn't a lot of mornings where you woke up where you're like, where's Sonia? She is stumbling in now no. in the same clothes. No, no, she, I would, I got, I helped her get to bed a few times, you know, when we would have viewing parties, I would drink myself into oblivion if I was watching the show where I was portrayed like that as well. Um, and so, you know, me and the gays, you know, got her upstairs on quite a few occasions. So those days were kind of sad because that's when I like, you feel for someone like, I know she signed up for this. I know she's making a good amount of money for being on the show, but it's hard to, it's hard to see that, you know, and it's, it's hard to see when, like I said, she rationalized I'm making more money this season. So they're going to paint me in a tougher light. Like that's normally their MO, unless you're like, that's really, uh, bless you. Um, so I think that was interesting. And then the only other comment about men was that, um, her ex-husband, um, they have a really tough relationship back then. And, um, I accidentally let him inside once to pick up Quincy and, he gets very aggressive and he's pissed that he lost the house in the settlement. Um, that's like, just doesn't work for him. So like he will, she told me that luckily he behaved when he came, but she told me that he has come in before and tried to like take paintings off the wall, you know, like expensive paintings that were his because he's just like not over it, which had been a while since their divorce. So I was shocked and especially like involving their like young daughter at the time and all of that. So I, I, that was one of the other occasions I got yelled at because I let him set foot in the house, um, which I wouldn't think that would be a problem, um, but it was. And she wasn't there when you let him in? She was. She was like upstairs doing God knows what. Um, it's a five floor mansion. So it's like she got lost in the sauce when I did that. 
But she said he's gotten violent in the past or tried to take paintings, I guess. I'm using the word violent. Yeah, and she just was like, it, it does not work him being in the house. Like, it's just gonna, it's a setup for disaster and he's gonna start, you know, just like unraveling at the seams and they have always tried to keep the peace with their daughter. So I think I learned my lesson then. Um, and luckily nothing crazy happened when I was there. I can't picture Sonia yelling. It's, it's like, it's hard to take it seriously because she is so sweet. Like, and especially when she's was drinking, she would just be like, I'm so appreciative of, of all of you. You guys are my rocks. You guys are, you know, my saving grace. You guys are why I wake up in the morning. And it's true. Like this army of people that surround her th because they, you know, they worship her. So I would, I would love it too. And I would, you know, advocate for it as well. And the second she loses someone, I would replace them because everyone that comes in, they come in with the mentality that they're going to bow down to her the way that she wants to. Um, yeah. Is that what you felt like the gays were friends, but fans as well? Yes. There was maybe one um, fashion student that I loved to work with at the time that wasn't as like obsessed with the show and was mainly there just for like connections and being like, oh, can I help like, you know, with whatever designers you want to work with this week or prep you for fashion week or like, you know, figure out your outfit for uh, an appearance or a photo shoot she had. So like it was, but that was a rare occurrence. The majority of people around her are gassing her up, you know, like obsessed, you know, love the show, which makes sense. And then loyal or like these gaggle of gays, like I want fame, I want to hang with Luann too. Where's Dorinda? Why is Ramona not here? I mean, is it that type so, of fame whore-ishness? The, the gays that are just like her friends, yes, they are thirsty. They are there to, like when I was there, there's this one picture that Sonia posted of uh, me and some of the and some of the other interns and a few gays um, in her back back patio and they like will be like take a picture now and post it like and they're not saying it because like oh this will be fun for you or this is great for you like they're doing it because they're like oh tag me you know like I want to be in the photo and you know she's I think they give so much to her so she's happy to give it back but like that thirstiness is definitely there and but I again like you know there's it's kind of weighing out the pros and cons for her and they are loyal to a T they will drop anything if she invites them over to her house or invites them as a guest to one of the parties that she's attending so I think that it all comes you know it all works out for everyone that makes sense and then and we're, we're wrapping up I promise like yeah. when she would drink or whatever like did she ever you know in addition besides you know the producers and complaining about the producers, would she ever go into the whole like Morgan letters and I'm a Morgan, did that ever come out when you were behind the scenes with her? And I used to hang oh, out with Madonna yeah. and you know, I flew to Paris with JLo or whatever it is. And again, I'm not knocking Sonic because I love her dearly, I'm just asking. Yeah, I think her, her previous lifestyle is very much exposed the more she drinks. I've seen her quite intoxicated and it's really funny because her level of awareness is really alarming because she'll say, I'm the only one who's not delusional on the show. I'm the only one who doesn't care so much about the show, but all she talked about when she's drunk is the show. So it's like really, it's, it was 
concerning because, you know, as, as a friend, like, I felt like I was kind of her confidant for a while, you know, I was like, is there anything else going on in your life that you can talk about besides for your past life or the show? And, and her, her daughter was really the only exception there. And the only reason that she ever, you know, would take a few days off from drinking because she wanted to be sober around her daughter. But yeah, I mean, she would talk about all the yachts she went on in her life, you know, in the south of France every summer. And I'm like, is that so happy? You don't own a yacht anymore. Like, you know what I mean? But I was never there to discount her experience and discount her truth, whether it's, it's real or not. Um, I was there to listen to her and, and be a venting source for her, which I am a very outspoken person. That was very hard for me to do. And it was very hard for me not to like psychoanalyze everything she was saying to her face or like start journaling about it and writing a tell all because it was, again, like I said, it was alarming to witness it. And it was kind of sad at the same time because she has such a beautiful soul and she means so well. She just got lost in her past life and is struggling to get out of it. Like all the clothes she wears are from decades ago because they're the clothes she got when she was rich. And, you know, like I look at some of these tags and I'm like, this is like so old. And like when I packed her vacation bags, it was all those old clothes, like the, all the same shoes. Like she wears the sh same shoes almost every reunion from decades ago. So there's this like attachment to her previous life that she just cannot escape. Now, what did you, what have you, like, what'd you learn? Like, what do you take away from this experience of interning? For interview, happy you did it. Do you have a different yeah. relationship to like Bravo celebrities now? I mean, you're still a fan girl. Do you like, you know what I mean? Like, it, did, did, did this change you at all? Like, are you kind of like, all right, there's Dorinda, there's Ramona. Now you see these are real people or are you still, and I'm not, I, I'm not knocking it. Cause I'm all, I'm all along the spectrum in so many ways myself, but. Right. I think in terms of what I learned, the best piece of advice Sonia ever gave me, which is interesting given her history on the show and, and how she acts. We were once at a bar, like getting a drink, and she said to me, You need to think that anytime you meet a stranger, you need to act like they're Barack Obama. And she was like, You have no idea the influence people have. You have no idea where they come from. Um, you know, if they could help you out, if you could, you know, create a relationship with them professionally, personally, financially, whatever it may be. And that was something that stuck with me because now I'm in the field of networking all the time at my current job. And I never really got networking. I never understood the value of that and socializing and making sure, you know, like every person you meet, like you really get to know them, you get to, you get them to hear you and you're, and you're putting forth the best version of yourself, um, whether or not she, you know, walks the talk. Um, that's something that always stuck with me. Um, and I think similar to what I've already said, the other thing I learned is that there's never a reason to say no to opportunities that are out of your comfort zone. This was as far out of my comfort zone in terms of my everyday tasks that I was doing. Sure, I love being a Bravo fan, but in the moment I was an assistant. I was not a Bravo fan really as if I was living and breathing it. In hindsight, sure. But I think, you know, I just, I like to, I like to explore opportunities. I like to explore things that make me uncomfortable, that make, that challenge me. And that eventually, you know, have built me into a better person because I realized that wasn't for me. 
Um, but you know, this is what I learned from it. And, you know, and now I have a great story to tell. So it's all part of the journey. You have a resume builder. Yes. Something people want to talk about. I mean, listen, a couple of things and then we'll wrap up. I mean, in my book, not a plug for the book, but I say the same thing. I say like treat every, cause you know, the whole book is about fan to friend and a business. One of the things I say throughout my book is treat everybody as if they're a Bravo celebrity. I went to high school with Dorit. Well, you know what? Maybe if I became friends with Dorit way back then, who knows where we'd be today? Like Leah McSweeney, we were both on the same season of Millionaire Matchmaker together. Who knows? Maybe yeah. I could, like, it's really, tr I mean, you know, you just, you don't know the person today that, you know, you think is just there doing whatever for you. Like tomorrow they could be the president of the United States. So I agree with Miss Morgan. So that's yeah. good. That's good that you learned something from it. And would you ever, you know, and also, as you said, like you were working and at some point it wasn't like you were a fan. You were like, my life sucks because today I have to do this job. It's not about Sonia being on reality TV. It's that I have to go like scoop up dog shit now. You, you like lose, the more you're around it, you lose the fan aspect of it. You're like, this is just my normal life now. Right. And I think it's also, it's, ex it, it exposes that, what when they film like five percent of that reality is getting aired and then within that five percent it's getting manipulated to craft storylines that will be entertaining so to see like the everyday life like she's just it stars they're just like us like that's legit like it's, it's true. true like people people live normal lives you know people have to run households people are parents you know people have to run businesses people have to you know make lunch and make dinner and clean up and like, that was the most exposing thing to me just to be like, okay, like this is just a normal person. And it demystified that whole untouchable factor to what celebrities are for me, um, which was something to learn and to embrace and understand, you know, when you meet celebrities, you don't need to make it a whole big to do. And, you know, you just need to treat them like people. That's all it is. Totally. I completely agree. Is there anything you feel like you want to leave us with that we haven't covered? I hope you've enjoyed your time on Behind the Velvet Rope. Oh, I, I've had the best time. I, I, I don't talk about this often because I feel like all, it was my whole life for like, as it happened and then a year afterwards. And then I was like, not that I was embarrassed to be involved with it, but I was like, I wanted to be far from it. But it's so fun jumping back in the saddle, especially because now, like with quarantine, I've for the first time in years, for the first time since living with Sonia, I'm watching Real Housewives live again. Like I have a group me, shout out to all my friends, where there's 30 of us that chat every single week about Roni as it's airing live now. And we, we never had that. So I think it's nice to be like back, like full throttle fan again, and to talk to you, like you're an inspiration in the Bravo community. You, you know everyone in the Bravo community. You are part of the Bravo community. So it's really exciting to be here. I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I'm excited for your book. Um, it's and, I mean, it's 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 written. It's it's a real book. Hey, when it's gonna I come out, I don't know. We have a, we have a minute to hey. go, but it's it's written. Well, I'm excited, and just thank you so much for inviting me. Um, this was like this experience of a lifetime. The 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 best experience of a lifetime since my Sonia experience. Oh my so, god. Yeah. That means a lot. Thank you. Listen, you'll yeah. come back on. Like, we're not, we're coming back on. We have our Patreon now, which is, we're putting two bonus episodes out a month. They're different. So, like, maybe you'll come back to that. Like, I have some other ideas for you. You'll, you'll come back. 
Oh, love it. But thank you for saying this was such a great experience. I hope you, that's what I want people. I want people to leave this show and be like, I had a good time. So. Yeah, I was nervous. I will say, you know, I have a lot of respect for Sonia. I, I didn't want to, you know, uh, be defamatory in any way. Um, but it's an experience that people are so fascinated by. Um, anyone that watches Bravo and knows who she is. So it's exciting to really get into the nitty gritty. You asked all the right questions and it was fun. Me too. And like, I know Sonia and like, I agree. I think she has like the kindest heart. To your point, the episode Up All Night, one of the funnest nights of my life. I stand by if I ever really want to go out and have an amazing night, I would choose Sonia over any other housewives, past or present. She's so yeah. much fun. And just so, so, I mean, I had no, you know, Sonia, I had no ulterior motives to tear you down either. I just, you know, we were having a nice little chat. So I really yeah. appreciate it. DM me and keep in touch for real. I will. So thank you so much, Megan. Everyone, oh, and where can everyone follow you online? If you want people to follow you, you don't have to give your socials. Absolutely. Okay. Um, on Instagram and Twitter, I am Magaga Hubert. Um, and it's spelled M-E-G-A-G-A-H-U-B-E-R-T. I love it. All right, DM me and keep in touch. Thank you so much. I will. Thanks, David. Bye. Have a good one. You too. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear... Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.